So I got pulled over the other day. Naughty Steve. I know. Naughty Steve. Very naughty. And the cop was a little bit, I don't know if he was like a newbie, but he seemed a little nervous or or like worried or something. Because, you know, I'm a really intimidating guy. And, And he was not like apologetic, but, you know, okay, so did you know what you... And the whole time, all I could think was like, yeah, yeah, just give me the ticket. I'm just worried about my insurance points. And so he describes the whole thing and he's like, was expecting me to argue back that I wasn't speeding. I was like, no, 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 I know I was, I know I was speeding. That's fine. But like, how many points are on my insurance? And he goes and checks and he comes back and he's like, I'm very sorry, but, um, that little, uh, ticket you had, I think it was like five, six years ago. It just, the points just cleared. They just cleared. Oh, <laughs> and I got no. another one. I'm like, awesome. Cool, cool, cool. That's brutal. So I think I was messaging you guys about it. And then Robin on the team, Robin said, um, <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, I used to get pulled over all the time. And we're like, what, Robin, what? And she's like, yeah, my dad was a cop. And so he would just like, when I got my license and started driving just for fun, he would like pull me over just to scare me. That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty and great then, dad move. It's actually a cop pulling her over a different cop. And she yeah. just keeps going. He's like, dad, stop it. I'm late. <laughs> Have you guys been pulled over slash gone to jail? <laughs> I was I was about to be like, no, I have never been pulled over. Ha ha ha, Steve. And then you had to throw in the go to jail, <laughs> which may or may not apply. You can fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you gone to jail? Yeah. No, yeah. really? Yeah, it was trespassing. Doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, uh, trespassing into Williams Bryce Stadium, South Carolina's. Stadium the night before the spring game. Then we got out and hung by the cars for a while and decided not to leave. So that is a there's worthwhile. Just a lot of reason. That was worth it. Do you feel worth it? It was worth it. Yeah, at the time, no, because I did pre-trial intervention, so it's not on my record. <laughs> Spent a lot of money, but now especially it is, as a college student. Oh, on here. <laughs> yeah, I've said it on a number of podcasts. So <laughs> I guess when you're self-employed, you don't so really did care. You about literally <laughs> have to sit. Oh, I spent the night in jail. Okay, and somebody had to bail you out. Yeah. No, no, we, it was like a free bail in the morning. We just had to get, call some friends to get them to pick us up. What like, did you do? <laughs> what did you do so, okay. in jail? So we were in, <laughs> it was four of us and we, it was at like two, I think when we finally, or like it was probably like closer to three by the time we finally got booked and in jail. So we, they never took us back to our own cell. Uh-huh. We were all in the holding cell. And so we're with other people who, some of them were like kind of scary for for me if i'm being honest Uh trying to act all hard but i was a little scared so it was four of us and then three of us were still in the holding cell and one of our buddies i guess he was the one who was able to make a call and i think they like forgot about him and so he's sitting (laughs) out there we can see him but he's like in the middle and we're in the holding cell and he's watching some like preacher on the tv (laughs) we're like what (laughs) for the whole time so we're just i did some push-ups because i'm like Hopefully I'm not that's in jail what again. You, do, well, you gotta that's do in it. Jail, yeah. Hopefully mm-hmm. this only time. Uh, we got a breakfast. I still remember it was like this mushy cream of wheat meats, like grits meets no flavor, <laughs> with toast that was just microwaved bread. Oh, it was. Ouch. It was not great. Joe was like, anyone got a, a bench? I need, I need to do a little bench press. Yeah, uh, I mean, can I get a tattoo while I'm at it? Yeah, like I'm pretty used to this, but yeah, you know. 
I do have a neck tat, so it makes sense. <laughs> Clearly, this guy's been to jail. Oh, that is awesome. That, I mean, it's that not. Is I mean, it is. It is kind of awesome. Yes. Oh, man. I did, well, I didn't cool. know all the detail, but I thought maybe that would get the story out of him if I... <laughs> Man. That was little, good, what man. That was a good what about you, Jacqueline? Have you been to jail? <laughs> <laughs> I've not. Have you been I pulled over? Been, I have been pulled over. You see delinquents over there. Clean. I know, I know. I was, yeah. I was in a sorority. And if you've ever been in, in a sorority or in Greek life, then you, you have been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I wasn't in Greek life. Then you life. know how recruitment is. And so it was like the morning after one of our longest like recruitment nights. I had been up since like four o'clock in the morning. I had like two hours of sleep and I needed to drive to campus for my 8 a.m. And I was running late. And I was just flying down the road. And this cop comes out of nowhere on a motorcycle, <laughs> which is like Ooh. the best. I get pulled over. I totally deserved it. Whatever. But the funniest part about this whole story. Oh, my gosh. So I'm pulled over. I'm like shaking like a leaf and I'm exhausted. And I'm just impressed you're going at the eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That deserves an no, out of the like, yeah. I honestly feel like I might have had like a quiz. Like there was definitely I like had to be there because. I mean, I definitely skipped class in college a few <laughs> times. But when he pulled me over, you know, he was like, okay, license and registration. So I like pull out my registration and then I grab my wallet and I hand him my Jack card, which I, I went to JMU. So at JMU, your Jack card was like your your like ID card okay. for campus. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hand you my Jack card. So I reached back in my wallet and I'm just like, I'm so flustered. I'm like sweating. This has never happened to me before. And I just like grab a card, hand it to him. And it's my debit card. I literally handed ah. him my debit card. And he was like, nice. not your driver's license. And I'm like, <laughs> I swear, like, I'm really smart. I know what you're asking me for. Like, I'm I was to so, a quiz because I'm, like, I'm good at them. Until my 8 a.m. <sighs> and then I finally... Yeah, but it was fine. I think I was like just shy of the reckless, which is good. Oh, um, is so good. I was able to just pay it. And, and then she got to the holding cell and Joe was there. Yeah. He's like, what? That was actually the first time I met Joe. <laughs> hey, I'm just on diamond push-ups now. You can join me. Yeah, just finished the set of clap push-ups. <laughs> One hand, it's next. <laughs> I'm really bummed that Sunday's not here for this episode because I am sure hundred percent sure that this would draw out some kind of Sunday story we haven't heard yet. Mm, I know. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. likely crazier than all of them combined. Oh my gosh. She probably does. Yeah. Well, okay. She's not though. She's not. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> shout out today. I, I'm making a generic shout out for all of my current one-on-one -on -one coaching clients because they're all working on leveling up in a few areas that are like the, <laughs> these are the things that all sound so boring to say on a podcast, but anyone coaching is like really pumped about it. So they're all working on figuring out how to have one-on-ones with the people they manage, how to delegate better and how to like design their calendar better. And it's just like good stuff. I think I'm also, I, I love it because those things completely changed my life. Like I feel like they actually <laughs> changed my life for the better. And I don't know why it's, I guess I'm forcing them to do these things well, in like, coaching. You're right. It does sound kind of boring. Get that out there. <laughs> but also the flip side of it is if you told me how it sound to have a calendar that 
is not crammed, you're actually getting stuff done and relaxed, or you're delegating well. I'm like, that sounds awesome. All so right. say when, it you, when you say it that way, it sounds <laughs> yeah. a lot better. When you yeah. say it better than how Steve did, then it's great. Just outcomes that have working on calendars. Yeah. I think it's also cool since we work with teams on this stuff a lot, kind of the team culture stuff. It's fun when you get to work with a one person and like really see the the change and the transformation, like help them through it. Sometimes when you're leading a group, you don't see all the all the good changes or you don't see how like it affects them for the better. Uh, so it's been fun in a one on one setting. All right. My personality gripe today is, you know how some of those people the 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 bad people in the world who leave their <laughs> cup in the room when they walk out of the room multiple oh. cups in the room multiple cups even worse day old week old cups still in the room are you one of these people do you leave cups in the room no when you walk out of the room do you take a cup with you or do you just leave it there it like Okay, I think it like maybe depends on the situation. I had a really bad habit in one time of my life of like drinking half a glass of water and then just like leaving it. I am mm. really bad about leaving cups in the car. That is something Jonathan's like, get your cup out oh, of the car. Yeah. Like I will leave a coffee cup in the car for months. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> but I really try not to do it in like shared spaces because... You know, but if it's my car, <laughs> so I, you're like considerate <laughs> about it. That is, a, that is a direct I'm a quote. Considerate of my roommate. I'm just saying. She's like in shared spaces. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Yeah. It's like wow. I feel like you're about to like rag on me. Yes. You are. You are. That's okay. That's no, okay. You can I, let it I out. I think I'm much more chill about it now, having like. A little kid who's just, but it, I maybe it's because I'm always the one cleaning up mm. behind her. I, so I'm the cleanup crew for the whole family, and I'm constantly following behind people and like grabbing all You're their like stuff Danny and Tanner. putting it away. <laughs> totally, Danny Tanner. You haven't confessed yet. What are you? I most of the time will grab it. Sometimes, let's be honest, I see a squirrel and I chase it, and then I'll <laughs> realize like an hour later that I left cops, and I'll go back and get them. Yeah. Or like I'll next time I'm in the room, I'm like. How did I leave that here? But you're actually more tidy than that sounds, right? Yeah, Aren't most you of the time I will clean up after myself and yeah. bring it back. I just, every now and then well, I'll get distracted. Well, I feel like this is not going. a conversation about cleaning up after yourself. It's just, it's just some simple cups. <laughs> no, okay, Jacqueline, really no, clean, Jacqueline, guys. it's I everything. I keep a really nice Jacqueline, house. Your, your car is very messy and your house is <laughs> No, I feel no. like everyone's like, God, what a slob. <laughs> oh my. I'm not. Yeah. No. It was a bait. It's and hard switch. to be we were perfect about cups all the time. And going all in on the clean. Yeah, I don't know what disc or enneagram type that is, but it's totally related to personalities. It has Next. to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today on the episode, I am I'm really excited because we've been talking at Greenhouse for a long time about uh, having guests on to kind of share their stories and to hear people's different and interesting, unique career paths. I know I'm really intrigued by people who have, you know, it's like they go to work and you're just like, what do you do all day? I don't know what your day in the life looks like. I'm really fascinated by that. Remember that show? Um, I think it was called Dirty Jobs and the guy would follow mm -hmm. around like someone who cleans out septic tanks or something. Mm -hmm. That's not exactly what I want to interview, but um, <laughs> I don't know. People who are like... Um, a Broadway dancer or something like, what do you do? What does your day look like? And I think I got really interested in that 
with career coaching and being in the corporate world where everyone's, it's like this copy paste. Everyone's day looks exactly the same. And then I left corporate and I started my own business and I'd be out and about during the day, like during a Tuesday afternoon. And there's people everywhere. I'm like, what are you do? What are these people doing? <laughs> I think that whenever I'm at the gym later in the day, I'm like, why are you here? What are yeah. you able to do? And I'm like, how are you about, about yourself? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's so hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've I'm very interested, especially with people who have unique careers or maybe non-linear career paths. Or it's kind of like, how did you end up there? Uh, and a lot of times we do see interviews with like famous people or you know, really interesting people, but they kind of skip over all the steps in between how they got from there to here. So the goal of this new segment is we're going to bring on guests who might be people who have worked with us at Greenhouse. They might just be uh, friends or acquaintances and hear like what, how did they get from there to here and what is it that they do every day? So today we have a guest on, Faye Manolios, and she's very fun, cool, interesting person. Um, that I know from a previous corporate life. She was um, an executive at a big Fortune 500 company um, leading HR, and especially in the area of compensation. Um, some people will be familiar with the term total rewards, kind of like rethinking how compensation looks in big companies to consider the holistic person, not just the money that they get paid and the time off. And so she's a very, I think she's in like a space that's maybe behind the times, but she's a more innovative thinker. And as always, we've always just jammed on different like innovative ideas and thinking about um, work culture and work life. And so very excited to have her on because she's made some big changes recently um, that she'll talk about. I wanted to make one quick like note or disclaimer about it first. Because I think this is a really, maybe the more interesting part about her story to me that she probably won't share is Faye was worried when she was going to leave. Because think about it. She was in an important big role in a big company. She led lots of people and she was a great leader in that role. So people really loved working for her. And so her biggest fear in making a change was, I don't want to leave these people high and dry. Like, I don't want to kind of leave them with, I don't know, just in a bad place. And I had talked to a bunch of the people that she used to lead and they actually felt the opposite. They were saying to me, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by her leaving and making a change because, and they would use different words to describe it. They would basically say, because I see her being intentional and like figuring out what she wants and going for it. And that's really empowering and inspiring to me. And yet she the whole time was feeling like worried that they were going to be mad or somehow, you know, hurt by her leaving. So anyway, I, I've seen that happen with people and I think it's a, a cool thread about her story. But anyway, let's um, jump into the interview and hear from Faye. Welcome, Faye, to Career Sweet Spot. Thanks for hop- hopping on with me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Steve. I'm so excited. Where are you like zooming in from right now? Zooming in from home. Uh, I do have a home office. Um, and uh, actually, we redesigned this little this little room recently. So uh, it's got a really good vibe in here. Nice. The colors I want and, you know, comfy. Uh-huh. 
That is crucial. The vibe of the room. I, during COVID, was working in a room for a long time where the vibes were not good and it was throwing me off big time. Well, we moved here um, after uh, COVID. And so this room was, you know, white walls and nothing <laughs> to speak of. Yeah. So I uh, uh, felt it was important spending yeah. time in here to, to really feel feel comfortable and it feel homey. So, yeah. Okay. Well, where I want to start with is what is your current job title? And, and then talk a little bit about what that looks like, what that work looks like for you right now. So my current job title is, um, board member. I, uh, I'm currently sitting on, on, um, uh, a board here in Richmond. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, I'm starting to get used to that as my current job title. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know yet what the day-to-day looks like or is that still being shaped up? Yeah. I mean, uh, the day-to-day, you know, for me, this, the, uh, being a board member is not necessarily a time role. If you attend critical meetings that are pre-scheduled, Generally, the board decides how often they want to meet. Uh, you prepare for those meetings. And then if you're on committees, you might have meetings that are you know, di- dictated by what is important at the time. Um, and, and really, the organization determines right, how often you're engaged. Um, so I love that. Like It ebbs and flows. And some weeks, I'm really busy. Yeah. And other weeks, I have free time to really focus on other priorities, focus on myself. And this is really what I was yearning for, for quite some time. Yeah. And do you have a sense of like what the, you want the mix to look like with that not being a full-time thing? What else, what else do you hope to fill in those gaps? Yeah. So, you know, um, it probably makes sense to talk about my last transition, which, uh, happened, you know, in, in early 2022, I decided that I really needed to step away from my corporate executive role and really reclaim my time and reprioritize. Um, so it, it goes to the question, you know, that you posed, which is how, how am I reconstituting my time? And I've been uh-huh. really careful to keep the bucket more empty than more full for a reason, uh-huh. because I really wanted to reclaim the time and decide what I wanted to you know, fill my time with. And I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. needed some time <laughs> to figure it out. And I, want, I, I didn't want to say yes too quickly. So some days it's just about going to my yoga class, coming back, reading, catching up on things, spending time um, with friends or uh, my family. And, um, and that's it. And that's yeah. like enough. So I'm I'm trying to rebuild sort of this portfolio. The board uh-huh. member role that I play is is a really important one. And uh there'll be other things I add to that, but I, I haven't done that very quickly. Well, yeah, know, intentionally, you know. That's so that's so cool. Was there anything that was surprising for you in that uh you know, not f- being being careful not to fill things up too quickly again, having all that space and time, was that, was that tough at all? Did that, did anything creep up on you or was surprising there? 
Yeah, it was really tough because I went from 150 miles an hour, as many of us do, to uh, not, right? Um, and uh, and that, so it's been really tough. It's been really tough to say no. It's been really tough to say I'm not ready yet. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not where I need to be to add another thing to my bucket. And, uh, and you know, that took a lot of work. Like I really focused on filling my time with things that would be temporary. Right? Like, um, yeah. let me understand what my passions are. Let me really explore this. Like, let me explore what my strengths are. Let me explore what needs to be true for me to say yes to something. And I really focused on that as like my full-time job. Right? And that, that gave me the space knowing that I was working towards something that I could say, no, not yet because I really need to yeah. answer these other questions for myself. And you yeah. know, that, that it was hard, but, um, <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I, I just kept, I kept reminding myself why I was doing it and, and that made yeah. it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear. Cause I remember when I was transitioning out of that big corporate world, it was very, I started realizing all the habits I had that were kind of busyness and filling all the time. And it was really, it was really hard to know what to do with all that. Well, and a little bit was, uh, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know what advice you got or, you know, what, how people were responded to, you know, your transition, but, um, you know, people said, I don't I can't see you slowing down or I, this is going to be really hard for you, or it will be hard. Say no, you know, say no more often than yes. And there were lots of uh, helpful tips, even those that were skeptical as to, you know, whether I could slow down or not. I was like, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to prove them wrong. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is almost good. You almost need that as a fuel to, to try and break some of those habits or do things differently. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you something that we ask everyone, which is if you can remember back, what was your first job title? Like the first, whatever you consider your first job, what was what was your title? So my my first, I, I'd have to go back to what I intended to do out of college, maybe because uh, okay, I, I came out of college and I wanted to be an English language teacher. And I did that for about three months. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, we may, we may not have gone that far back, Steve. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, I did that Just for three, three months. I did what? that for three months, uh -huh. and you know that, you know that 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 was a really obvious mismatch. Okay. You know, that, so you just felt it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the, yeah. the times when you you take a job and. Like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's just the culture or maybe it's that I need to get used to this or maybe it's the, a learning curve and this is really hard. And, you know, when it's really hard, you power through. And this was an obvious mismatch. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I, my, my well-being deteriorated so quickly. I was so depleted after every single day that I knew I would not be able to do that for very long. And I mean, I mean, it was a real lesson. I'm a yeah. true introvert and working in an environment where you needed to be emotionally in the room all the time with, with lots of kids. It just wasn't the right fit for me. And uh, yeah. 
And I, I had to, I had to quickly realize that and let go. And it was hard. Yeah. Because that was like my dream, yeah. right? I, I wanted to uh, teach English. It was my dream. Well, and it's a, yeah, it, we often hear from teachers and funny enough, lawyers, like it's such a niche field that you also feel like, well, now I'm kind of corn backed into a corner. Where else do I go from here? It's, it's a harder one to pivot from to take a new direction. So then what do you do after you realize that? Then I was a bit lost. <laughs> okay. I, no, I didn't have plan B. This was my plan. And then this is what yeah. I had studied for. It's what I had gotten certified to do. And um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I floundered for quite a while. Um, mm -hmm. At the time, I was living in Europe as well. And uh, so I, I took an administrative role at the American College in Greece uh, and, you know, worked in administration for a while. And then when I came back to the U.S. again, you know, I was a little lost. And a friend suggested I do some temp work and I, I fell into HR. That's so crazy. And did you ever... I know this is a bit of a cliche question. Like, did you ever see yourself becoming a board member one day? Not that, but did you, as you think about where you're at now, were there any hints of that early on? Like, did you ever see any hints of that or is it a total surprise? Yeah. You know, I, I, for a couple of years ago, when I, when I rose to, you know, the executive levels in HR and, um, I, I think you've talked about this maybe in some of your podcasts, the, the uh, imposter syndrome. And yeah. I, I remember distinctly this conversation. I was, I, I was on the phone with my sister-in-law. I had just taken this job. I felt so insecure. And I realized where it was coming from. And she and I were talking and I said, you know, I, I as, a, as an immigrant, um, English is my second language. In, uh, the first of my, my, my siblings and I were the first in the family to, to go to college. I never saw myself here and here I yeah. am. And I don't know <laughs> what this is supposed to be like. I don't know what, I don't know how to be this. Yeah. And it uh -huh. was such a, it was such a moment of clarity right, that I, I just, um, I, I never imagined it. I know we, sometimes you say, you know, imagine it, put yourself out there, you know, have high ambitions and somehow some things materialize. That wasn't the case for me. I didn't get there. Oh, thank God. I didn't believe yeah. I was there. So, uh -huh. um, you know, that, that is a tough space to navigate. Yeah. Did you over time start to believe that that was you and that you fit there more? Yeah, because I, you know, then I began to um, listen around me um and i began to acknowledge my strengths and that felt uh, uncomfortable i think sometimes we don't like pat patting ourselves on the back i don't know yeah. yeah if that's a personality thing sometimes you know you hear that women have a hard time doing that more um but uh, i started to listen to what my strengths were and mm -hmm. i could acknowledge that and see that in the trajectory of my career I was a good problem solver. I was really strategic. I could mm -hmm. bring people, uh, you know, uh, along and, um, uh, you know, the, acknowledging that I had these strengths and that I had learned along the way how to grow. Yeah. 
I didn't need to know everything. I just knew I had the capacity to learn. And I, that was yeah. really important. That's so fascinating. I, I found that understanding and kind of accepting, acknowledging your strengths is one of the most powerful tools for to work against imposter syndrome because it's more of a factual thing that is unique to you. It's not measuring yourself up against others. It's just looking at the truth about you and you start to realize, oh, that's something I'm good at. You're not comparing it against anyone else. You're just acknowledging that that's something about you that's true. And and Um, I think that, you know, sometimes it's very confusing because you might get feedback that a strength is actually maybe not what a role needs or what an enterprise needs. Hmm. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I found that really interesting too. As I've become a board member, I, I, I like to deliberate and debate. Yeah. I like to roll around in data. I like a lot of inputs, but I also want to challenge people to speak up and tell me what they think. And yeah. that sometimes didn't lead to fast decisions. But guess what? That's <laughs> great for a board. I mean, yes. not, not, you know, you want decisions, but you don't want to take them so quickly. And deliberation is really important. You're there because your perspective is valued in the decision-making process. So yeah. all of a sudden, you know, this strength that sometimes I had to minimize is the thing that is really important in this role. It's so, it's so exciting to me because people listening and maybe meeting you for the first time wouldn't know, but that is something when you told me you were going to kind of enter into this board member space for your career, I was so excited because of what you just said. It, it kind of utilizes those strengths about you and those things that you're really good at. But I would say that you also bring a lot of value in that space of deliberation, debate, also like ideas and thinking differently and helping people uh, see a problem different ways. It, it actually values that versus just being almost like a side thing. And yeah, that's the exciting part of, okay, board member isn't like a typical box on the, what do you want to st- study in college <laughs> chart, but it's actually this unique place that seems to fit you really well. And, um, and I'm curious, you said that's just part-time and maybe there's other things you're interested in a portfolio where do you see, like, what's next for you? Do you do you see yourself going in certain other directions or taking other things into that portfolio of what you do? Yeah, um, I, I'm a work in progress, <laughs> and I, I like I'm I'm having fun saying that and um, exploring <laughs> that. Uh, I I'm really thinking about the portfolio in the sense of does it fulfill my passions? Can I, can I, you know, is one thing going to fulfill me? And, and the answer for me right now is no. Um, so what, what, what is this board, what does this board work do? What does it fulfill? And then what, you know, what's left unfulfilled and how do I, how do I harness that? So for me, the board work, like it, you know, it, it um, benefits an organization. It benefits a company. And that's exciting because it's intellectually rigorous and I like that, but it leaves out maybe the individual, like helping someone. And I, I'm finding that to be really important to me now. I want to give back 
And so a part of my portfolio, I wanted to focus on how can I help individuals one-on-one? How can I I use my experience or my deliberation, you know, the strengths that I have to help individuals who, you know, might might benefit from from what I I have to offer. And I'm not sure how that will manifest. I'm not actually really Uh sure how that will manifest, but I'm thinking (laughs) about that. To me, it's the balance of where do I see my purpose and my, you know, my value. And, you know, that, that I think that can um, take a, a lot of, a lot of, I could go down a lot of paths and I'm exploring that. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing a, a bit about your story. I know there's so much more. I'm, I'm actually sitting here wanting to ask so many more <laughs> questions about, yeah, but what do you do? What do you do on a board? What does this look like? Um, but I think that, uh, it's just, it's encouraging to me. And so I know it will be to other people listening, how you're intentional about this process. You were intentional to make a shift when you needed something new. You were intentional to think about, all right, what are my strengths and gifts and abilities? How do I use those? Even in a very, I mean, that was a, a bit of a new idea to you and you didn't, there's no blueprint for, okay, when you step into this board seat career path, this is what you do. And, and now you're being intentional, uh, about how you fill in that portfolio too. So that's kind of, um, it's encouraging to hear. Yeah. I think that, um, for me, it was just a framework, right? What, what framework could I follow to explore this? And I, I like structure. So, you know, that I, um, I think it's what I, what I love about when I chat with you, Steve, is that this is, this is exactly what you do. You, you create structure around how to explore these things. And, uh, you know, I've always, I've really appreciated chatting with you about, about all of that, you know, the journey, yeah. the, you know, the, the tips that you've given me as well. So thank you for being part of that. You're welcome. Cheers. Mm-hmm.